Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker, and I hope you are all really well. I am really looking forward to recording this episode because I've got a very special guest and I'm also going to be talking about a very popular sleep subject. As I mentioned last time, I am trying to bash out a really good few quality podcast episodes before I go on mat leave. And this episode is all about settling to sleep, settling your small to sleep with someone else. And it was a very popular one as chosen by you. And I am going to be joined by Rona today to talk all about this. Hi, Rona. How are you? Hiya. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for chatting to me. Thank you very much for, I know time is precious, so giving up your precious time and, and coming on the show and talking to me. So you are a first-time mum to Lily, who's almost 18 months, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How are you enjoying it? How, or oh, how are you finding it? Yeah, it's just the best thing in the world, being a mum. It really is. It's lovely. Um, and she's nothing but a joy. Apart from, we're just quite sleep-deprived. <laughs> I promise you, you're not alone. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's really, really lovely. Um, she's fabulous. Um, yeah. amazing amazing and today we are going to be talking about we've made a list because we love a list um about what we'd like to talk about today and the the kind of overview of this podcast episode is that we are going to be talking about settling settling your small to sleep with someone else and you would ideally what you'd like to get out of this podcast is that you would like your partner to be able to settle Lily at bedtime and wake up You'd also quite like grandparents to settle her to sleep or have some time away um, with grandparents. And also the last one would be to talk about a deadline date for making these changes. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I've I've always just settled Lily to sleep quite naturally because I was feeding her. Um, But it's it's felt like quite quite a long time coming now that, I can sort of get a little break away and got some plans with friends and things coming up. So I think that's a good goal. Yeah. Um, but just in general, anyway, to share that load when Mark's not working and, um, and just to get Lily used to it as well. I think it would be good for her in the long run. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes total sense. Okay, before we're going to talk all through that, and I'm really hoping that you'll leave this podcast with a plan to put in place. And also, anybody, parents listening, will also find it useful, reassuring, and have some starting points to move forward. But before we do that, let's just have a little bit of a chat where Lily sleeps. So she's in her own room, um, but on a floor bed. Um, so we transitioned from co sleeping. Uh, a good four or five months ago um we did try a cot but she really really didn't like that um so we went back to plan air um back home sleeping with us but then we tried again something new and went for a floor bed after listening actually to another one of your podcasts um oh yeah with sham yeah and, and that's been wonderful it's really helped um with the first part of the night because she's safe on a floor bed rather than 
Um, you know, obviously we couldn't leave her asleep in our bed because it was high up, um, things like that. Anyway, that's why we moved away from co-sleeping. She's on a floor bed and it's fabulous, but I end up um, still in with her, settling her. Um, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And I just want to reassure for anybody listening that, yes, I am going to be giving you, Rona, advice that is totally tailored to you in this podcast. And your sleep setup is Lily is in a floor bed in her own bedroom. But in theory, anything I go through today, all of the suggestions I go through today, you could put for anybody listening, you could put them in place whatever your seat set up so whether you were room sharing bed sharing they were in a cot they were in a toddler bed they're on a floor bed in their own room or in your bedroom the theory is the same you'd be able to do the same thing I just wanted to 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 reassure parents listening of that and the other thing um before we start going through some things that could help and things to think about is just some reassurance like it is completely normal for them to have what I call a parent preference um I don't believe anything on my approach is a bad habit or the wrong thing to do at all but sometimes what can happen is if it's um if they get used to one parent putting them to sleep especially if it's easy like our brain is always programmed to take the path of least resistance to take the easy way and there's nothing wrong with that it's not lazy it's smart but what can happen then is that they're just out of practice of setting to sleep with the other parent does that make sense yeah total sense yeah yeah and also if you're both there it's also hard I definitely um, experience this a lot as a nanny if both parents are there or both parent and child carer are there it's normal for them to have a preference and it usually is the one that is the most familiar or puts them down to to sleep most frequently and I think it's really important um the other thing I wanted to reassure you about is so that is completely normal to have a parent preference to find it tricky to settle to sleep with someone else um and that can be really tricky especially for the partner or the other parent because parenting is so personal it's hard not to take it personally so then you think well why what am I doing wrong do they not love me do I not have a strong enough bond is is it something I'm doing wrong but it's none of those things it's all about what um Lily has come to expect what she needs to get to sleep and at the moment when she goes to sleep that her um familiarity her pattern of what usually happens is that she falls asleep with you Rona she falls asleep cuddled on the bed and she feeds the seat. So any deviation from that changes strain. She's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, so exactly. I, does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. Um, that's exactly, you know, how it feels and how it is for us. And, um, Mark, you know, Mark's really understanding. He does get it. We've talked about it a lot. Um, but it must be really hard for him as well, um, sort of even though he understands. It's mm. it's like a rejection, isn't it? Although yeah, yeah. logically we know it's not. But, yeah. 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 And as humans, we find rejection really hard. It's normal. It comes yeah. back to we're feeling we're thrown out of the, the pack. And I think that's a really important point to make, actually, is that it's I think it's hard when we are. So I'm quietly confident that with time, it is possible to change um, who puts them to sleep. But I'm always honest. There's no magic wand. There's no quick yeah. fix. It is going to take time, practice and patience. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that it is tricky for everybody 
A, it's tricky for Lily because she's used to falling asleep with you. So as I said before, change is strange. Any deviation from that, she's like, well, what's going on here? And it takes a while for that to feel familiar and for them to accept it. And also, especially, I mean, all all children cry. My whole approach has never been about um, saying that it's going to be totally tearful without any upset. It's like a piece of cake. It isn't. But especially as they get older, she's going to vocalise that she is finding that tricky and she's upset or cross about it. And that that can be really difficult as well. So from Lily's point of view, it's a big change. Um, she's absolutely allowed. There's no feelings aren't good or bad. She's allowed to feel how she feels about it. And we'll go through this together when we put in some strategies in place. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard for you Rona for the parent that usually settles them because you're listening to them um getting upset you're seeing your partner struggling or finding it tricky to settle them to sleep and you probably know that if you went in there you'd be able to get to to sleep and fix it straight away does that make sense yeah totally and that that is where we're at um right now is that we you know we've sort of tried things and then I've just gone no it's fine it doesn't matter I'll just do it because Mm -hmm. the the guilt takes over and it's like no you know my plans really don't matter as much as Lily's feeling blah 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 yeah um but I just do you know we we know that long term actually that's not sustainable so we have to deal with it at some point yeah Um, and it's just trying to I don't know like tell ourselves that it that we're you know we're not being cruel (laughs) to Lily by sort of putting her through it no it is hard yeah it is hard it's so hard making changes I'll come back to that in a second in a second about um being cruel and and putting her through those changes but to finish off it's hard for Lily it's hard for you Rona and for Mark or other parents setting them to see see Mark is going to find it tricky because a he might have the pressure of all of that what we've just gone through is it because I can't do it why doesn't she set up am I doing something wrong is it me does she not love me do we not have a great bond it is none of those things but also if the partner's hovering outside of the room or they're aware of them in the house that just adds to that pressure as well that that feeling of being watched and Uh, yeah it's it's really tricky so I think it's really important to acknowledge that whilst we can um it's a big change big big change and I'm quite confident we can make some changes it is really tricky for all three of you yeah and then coming back to that guilt and what else did you, you mention something there that was I really wanted to talk about. It's really interesting. The guilt. Uh, and what was the other like thing you mentioned? The priority of, of what, you know, like I've got some plans coming up. Was it that? And that just that it's more important to not make Lily upset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the being upset. Yeah. So when we're changing boundaries, like you can put some big boundaries in place in a very respectful and responsive way. But I think this comes back to that sometimes avoiding upset. Like we, of course, we want our babies, our children, our small to never be upset and be happy all the time. But it is quite unrealistic. Life isn't like that. And it's normal. All feelings are completely valid. And when we're making changes at bedtime, it's not about avoiding all upset. Because sometimes, especially when we're putting really big boundaries in place, such as this Rona, it's unavoidable. And I think the key thing on my approach is to remember that she is with a loving parent or her grandparents. We're going to talk about that later. Um, No child is ever going to be left with those big feelings 
so um solo or unsupported and just because i feel that's respectful and gentle and other parents it doesn't mean that you or anybody else listening is going to do that so i think it's really important like with any approach and anything out there is take everything on board we've spoken about and if you if it's not working for you you feel that you would never be cruel rona like we've spoken so many times like you know in making changes and prioritizing things that is not cruel making yeah. changes yeah. in a loving responsive way is not cruel um but it, i'm going to be honest it can be really tricky and i really like putting a time limit on it i'm all for making putting um making some big changes but at the end of the day, if it hasn't worked within a, in a time frame, I love a time limit, say a week to 10 days, a week to two weeks, whatever time frame you want to put on it. If yeah. it's if it's got to the point where, yes, I'm upset for, for everybody and some easiness is completely normal. But if it's going on night after night after night, then my suggestion would be to think, actually, is this going to work for Lily right now? And just because it hasn't worked right now doesn't necessarily mean that it's never going to work in the future. But I wouldn't have, I completely agree with you, I wouldn't have a child upset like going on for days <laughs> trying yeah, to put yeah. in a boundary in place. If it's going to work, it's likely to be a little bit of an adjustment so some upset on everybody's part a little bit unfamiliar to begin with but it usually settles quite quickly and okay. if it doesn't my suggestion would be to park it try again in a little bit does that make sense oh are you there yeah can you hear me yeah it just went really weird then oh sorry um yeah no that that does make total sense um don't want to be prolonging it if if it's yeah. definitely not working. Yeah. And if I think the other thing that I'd like to caveat that with is if they are getting absolutely hysterical to the point where they're vom vomiting, like this goes without saying I would park it. Yeah. Like if you're always in charge and in control. And if you feel it's too much for Mark, for you, for Lily, you just park it and try again. Yeah. I think quite often there's a very lots of approaches are quite go hard or go home and if you've started a change then somehow you've got to see it through at all costs no matter what that cost is where my approach is about getting curious with change making a change seeing what happens if it works amazing and if it doesn't you can always go back to what you're doing before yeah it's not I'm doing anything and I think the biggest thing is to remember is that you're not doing anything wrong Lily's not doing anything wrong it just might be the timing that's not right for her okay yeah does that all make sense there's a lot there yes it does yeah <laughs> no I'm just thinking through um and like you're saying with uh, um the sort of scale of upset um it's recognizing that point um I think I, I don't know we see if other babies little ones smalls are the same but um Lily's cry I think because she is generally such a happy girl um you know she doesn't yet have big crying tantrums or she's never been a, a, a particularly sort of upset baby I don't know if that makes sense so when she does you know when she is upset it's really quite alarming yeah recognizing that um it's just you know she's just communicating that she's not happy rather than getting to the point of being out of control yeah um, and it's it's recognizing that yeah yeah no 100 it is really tricky really tricky and i think it's a fine line as they get older as well i found it really difficult as a nanny like quite it is hard listening to your child or any i couldn't do it with any children in my care 
happening that to them being upset it can trigger us and you're completely right some temperament and personality will come down to it and some I call them when they go they blow like everything is just they cry quite a lot they're quite like they really vocalize their needs yeah. um often quite loudly and then others others don't cry as much and I think both are, are really tricky um but yeah I just want to wish it is really hard crying is hard listening to that is is really tricky and two things here to I think is to remember is that um we can't de-escalate like we can't calm um our children down the more frustrated the more angry the more uh, basically the more de-escalated we become the harder it is for them to calm down so when there is upset two things that I find really helpful is one is to try and focus on our calm and, okay. and, and our control because when they are getting upset when we're putting a boundary and you could apply this for anything emotional um meltdowns during the day when yeah. they cry when they get upset when they're putting their pajamas on when we're putting in a boundary doesn't matter when they're crying would be to focus on your calm when there's when your child is dysregulated so that's any feeling such as anger stressed frightened angry annoyed um they find it very difficult they can't calm themselves down they can't self-regulate that doesn't happen until puberty and beyond so when they are losing their shiz as i like to call it they then they can't de-escalate themselves and calm themselves down so they actually look for us their caregivers their parents to be calm and in control and of course as i just mentioned it's so difficult crying is so hard it's 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 i used to really struggle to i still would remain calm when they're crying your instinct your adrenaline goes your instincts go off you want to be very reactive and this is all completely normal because we're keeping them safe but the yeah. key thing is to try and take big breaths focus on our calm and stay in control because they will borrow that from us they'll look to it and if a child is de-escalating and crying and getting upset and their parent is, is doing that as well which is completely understandable totally done it myself hundreds of times um it's going to be very difficult to calm them down because if we're worried they think that they've got to worry does that make sense yeah it does yeah so, really focusing on our calm and control can be really helpful and then the other thing I find really helpful is empathy and empathizing with them I think empathy goes such a long way in relationships with our smalls with peers with up with in um, like personal relationships friends empathy goes a long way and quite often when our children cry and get upset we immediately want to try and fix it and get them back to feeling happy because it's natural to want them to be happy all the time um but the key thing is is it's not our job to control their emotions all our emotions are completely valid and the key thing is to really um instead of trying to fix it and say they are okay sometimes it is appropriate to say you're okay come on 100 percent. but when they're in the moment i think instead of trying to fix it which is so easy that's often the default to do that would be to actually really meet them where they're at emotionally um, yeah. i call it meeting them emotionally and really go there with them and really empathize so i can see that you're getting really cross upset because you want mummy daddy whoever the dog <laughs> you want to i don't know you don't want your pajamas on whatever's going on i can see that you are feeling and then insert the emotion your body's telling you that you're sad cross angry frustrated annoyed that's okay 
And then once we've empathised and met them emotionally, then we can then reinforce that boundary. But I'm here. I know it doesn't feel like it, but it's going to be okay. And then just hold that space for them. And it's such a small thing. It can be so hard to do, but it can make such a big difference. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's 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 almost like a default, isn't it? It does just roll off the tongue to say it's okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liken this to, um, I see this a lot in my, getting a bit personal here now, in my relationship, this works charm on my husband. (laughs) Quite often I'll come home, I mean I'm not much of a moaner but sometimes I'll come home and I'll just be like, this happened today and he is immediately in fix it mode and he'll be like, well did you try this, did you do that and you know what, sometimes I do want like uh, pragmatic and I want that but more often than not I just want him to go, go, go. God, that sounds like a day. Yeah, that's <laughs> rubbish. Cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just hold that space. But it's it's really tricky to hold that emotional space for, for others. But honestly, it can make a difference. It's not necessarily going to make the upset and the tears easier or easy, but it can definitely make it easier. And children are actually very, they're naturally quite em- um, empathetic and it's amazing how much even a really, I know Lily's a little bit older, but for any young ones really listening, just you try it with them and give them that emotion, you give them that power and you you let them know that that feeling, it's all the feeling's always okay, it can make a big difference. Yeah, no, that's really good advice, thank you. If that makes sense, but it is hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I think as well it's remembering that actually her understanding is so great now um she really will get she no she understands so much more than mm. obviously uh communicate and with the language anyway um and so getting it right it's probably well it is massive isn't it <laughs> yeah no definitely and you know what it's not about it's not about being mary poppins and being perfect and you yeah. it's you won't be able, it, my whole approach to life and sleep in general it's a practice it's we're continually um continually continuously fine-tuning these things so you might find yourself when you're calm you're more able to remember it's okay Lily you're feeling dot 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 I can see your body is dot 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 that's okay um I really wish you know the dog was here daddy was here you know grandparents or whatever they're getting upset about some days you will be able to do that and it's it's easier for you and then other days it's really difficult to do that and the key is not to beat yourself up or put too much pressure on yourself which again far easier said than done yeah (laughs) it's hard cool so did you have any did you find that helpful and did you have any questions about all of that no that's that's definitely helpful um I don't think so. I think, yeah, it's just good to recognise her emotions and understand that they're okay as long as she's not getting to the point of yeah really upset. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's so, so important. Okay, let's talk a little bit about, so your biggest aim really is to induce, to introduce Mark partner into bedtime and then yeah. the wake-ups. Yeah. But, okay. My suggestion would be to break this down. It is a biggie. And quite often when you're starting to make a change, it can feel so overwhelming. Like, How do we go from where we are now, feeding to sleep, only needing mum to fall asleep? And by the way, none of these are ever bad habits, as you know, I just want to repeat that. Then dad or partner being able to do some bedtime and do some wake-ups at night time. And the key is to, again, just be really patient with ourselves give ourselves lots of practice 
and to break it down into more manageable chunks. Again, lots of approaches are, well, if you want to in- introduce partner, um, you've got to do it at every single nap and every single bedtime and every single wake up. And Rona, I'm exhausted just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's just not doable, is it? Like, no, it's so um, unsustainable. Like, yeah. And also, I don't feel that's fair on Lily. So my whole approach is to really step it down a little bit. And one of the first, actually, I've got quite a lot of tips for you, Rona, so I hope you're ready. Wonderful. I've got <laughs> <laughs> one of the first and you'll be able to listen this, to this back as well when yeah. the podcast is released um but one of the first things i would suggest we do is to break it down and the first set is to introduce mark or partner i'm going to stick to mark because that's who we're talking about today but whoever's going to be resettled them whether that's mum dad other partner somebody else my suggestion would be to introduce him at bedtime first okay take the time to do that because again it's not a guarantee or given so it's not a case of well he can do bedtime then um lily is going to accept him at wake up time um but again it can definitely make it a little bit easier not easy but easier and there is a chance if she's familiar with him at bedtime you've got more of a chance of him being able to settle her at wake ups okay that makes sense it does yeah yeah quite often um sorry (laughs) no you go I was just going to say quite often he is uh, back from working time for our bath and we'll do pyjamas together and we'll have a story and then he he leaves when we say goodnight and then I do all of the bedtime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What ha- Have you tried um, Mark settling her to sleep at bedtime yet? Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've tried it uh, sort of a couple of times over the months, but recently... Um, we tried um, for him to settle Lily to sleep uh, without me feeding at all. And he, he did manage twice, although um, she was very, very upset. Um, and then he had to, when he was at work the next day, so we couldn't sort of consistently do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it, it took a long time. Um, and then... And then he was at work and not back in time. So then I've done it again. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, I think a couple of things here is that one, I think it is really positive that you tried something and he did get her down, which is, I do think that is a positive start. I'm ever the optimist, sometimes to my own detriment. But the theory is if he's done it once (laughs) and she's done it once, chances are that they are going to be able to do it again it's just going to take time and patience and this is two things well I definitely don't have time and patience for anything these days I'm terrible (laughs) because it's not happened straight away I'm just like what's going on I call it Amazon Prime patience so it is going to take time (laughs) yeah and that is really positive but it is going to take a long time to settle I think this is so this is such an important point Mona that you brought up because um when we make a change we strange for everybody for you for mark for lily but quite often we think that it's got to look exactly the same way as it would do with the parent who usually settles them to sleep but because it's a change and any change is strange it is going to take a long time to settle them i would never expect um whatever change we're making but in this case mark settling lily to sleep and he would do it in exactly the same way as you would do it and take exactly the same time. I'd probably say roughly about an hour, an hour and ten the first night is 
pretty good going and that's going to feel a really long time like if somebody gave me an hour and 10 you know during the day in my schedule I'd be like I could change the world in an hour like it's yeah. a long long time feel like a really long yeah. time it is because it is a long time yeah. um, but again that's all part of the practice and yeah. it's again it's very normal then to I'm not saying you feel like this Rona but parents then feedback to me and some parents may feel that it's going to take that long every night uh-huh. it's never going to work or um it's it's taking too long they're going to get overtired um all of these things but p- taking that time it is going to take time to put any boundary in place that something as yeah. big as this but the thing to remember is that overtiredness and time temporarily they are going to get a little bit more tired when we make a change there's no getting around that but the thing to remember is that time it takes and any overtiredness or adjustment it's usually only temporary and with practice and patience it moves forward right does that make sense yeah it does um what we were worried about with those two nights is they were two two nights one after the other um was that we were worried that she'd actually just basically cried herself to sleep in the end because you know she never got to the point of being absolutely beside herself because Mark you know we wouldn't have let that happen um and he, he sort of he kept going back to I'm going to calm you down with a story we're going to have a cuddle um and he but then she didn't want to cuddle because she was upset so she'd crawl off um but it wasn't just a full cycle of upset however in the end she was sort of like whimpering and then just fell asleep does that make yeah. sense no it makes total sense and I can totally understand how you would think that she has she did go to sleep upset but again that's sometimes that's unavoidable and the thing to remember is that she was in the arms or the presence of a loving parent yeah and that's so different to crying solo so that still might not I think it's really important for anybody listening that might not feel gentle to you Um, and if it doesn't then please please don't do it but if we are making big changes that is part of the process it's unlikely that we're going to calm them down and they drift off calmly but as they go through that that the process and they get more confident falling asleep with the other parent it tends to get better right okay so chances are if we keep going she'll she'll start to learn that that's fine and she's safe and yeah yeah yeah, sorry, I know I've sort of gone over the point that we just talked about for ages. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want you to get get out of it. And I, it was a really, it was a slightly different point. Um, it's, it yeah. is really tricky, but he, it sounds like he did a great job. He was like, oh, right, good. we'll try and calm you down with the story. Yeah. She didn't want, when, when we're upset, even as adults, sometimes we just want to be on our own with it. We don't want someone yeah. cuddling or touching us. And again, that's part of what we were talking about before, holding that space for them. Yeah. So I think that's quite important. But honestly, it sounds like they did a great job. And I am quite, I get things wrong all the time, Rona. So I might, I might be completely wrong. But that looks like a very, um, a very positive first night. It might not feel like it. It might no. not look like it. But the, the priority was that Mark Cassettel had to sleep. And he did. It just took time and working through that. So I am quietly confident with more practice and patience he can get there. Okay, that's really reassuring. <laughs> Good. I'm here for the reassurance. And if you, um, I'm going to come back to you in a second, Rona, but for anybody listening, my suggestion would be, if you haven't tried what this already, my suggestion, and it sounds really huge, but my suggestion would be to actually leave the house before bedtime and let partner put them to bedtime. So do the whole bedtime routine 
and get them to sleep themselves because I know it sounds really super scary and it's such a big change but chances are again I, I can't give you a guarantee or given that it's going to work I don't know how they're going to respond and it's not a guarantee or given but chances are if you're not there at bedtime I wouldn't go far I'd go for like a little walk around the block and give them the time to do it but chances are if you're not there they will find a way of putting them getting themselves to sleep and again just to to um kind of go over that last point that it's it's not going to look the same as you that's okay they're not going to do it in the same time as you that's okay they might not even fall asleep in the same place that's okay too the priority is that they're getting their both of them are getting their confidence up that they can settle to sleep yeah and again i'd probably put a time limit on with that so if you do decide to to do that approach where you leave the house, my suggestion would be for you to leave the house probably after dinner, let them see you go. And then um, I wouldn't probably start bedtime straight away. I'd probably hang out with um, other parent for a little bit. And then my suggestion would be to stick to their normal bedtime routine and then settle them to sleep um in any way you can i think when we're making a change as big as this especially if they're used to feeding to sleep or cuddling up close and then being rocked with an uh, with the other parent they don't have to go straight into the bed and fall asleep that's not what i'm looking for at all take off that pressure it's too much but we're just looking that they simply fall asleep in any way and i yeah. think the key thing is to make eye contact be available um try and rock them and you'll find it's one of those things is there's no definitive strategy this is what we're going to do for this length of time for this long it's just about giving both of you the practice of settling to sleep with someone different yeah that makes but sense. that can help but it's really scary and i'd probably put a time limit on it if they are not um down within an hour an hour and 10 maximum i love a time limit on yeah. lots of things then my suggestion would be to go right do you know what it's not going to happen tonight it can feel like it but it's not the end of the world it's not yeah. a bedtime disaster we'll try again in a few days a week yeah. three weeks a month whenever you feel ready but that's a it sounds bonkers because what it's it's quite natural to assume that what they need to get to sleep with you that's what they're going to need with other parent with grandparent but chances are that with when you're not there it sounds horrible when you're not there it's easier for them there's no parent preference it takes away an option not that you're an option but you know what i mean it takes away that option and it's easier well again not easy but um easier for your little ones to to adapt to that change does that make sense so that could be yeah, the yeah. first step of settling yeah. to sleep with someone else but you're yeah. already ahead of that <laughs> Rona. well i don't well i suppose so and maybe it just doesn't feel like it because we just did it the twice um would you think that you know if there is inconsistency with a partner trying to do it sort of because he's done two nights but then we've had a few nights of me doing it um do you think you can still make progress if those nights aren't consecutive or do you think it's worth trying to do like a week or 10 days of Mark doing bedtime every night to try and crack it? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I totally hear what you're saying. Like it does take time and practice. That's all it is, is time and practice to yeah. put a new boundary in place, any boundary, but especially one as big as changing how they go to sleep at bedtime. And what I would say about this is, yes, ideally, like we have to take life logistics into consideration, yeah. like coming home from work, will they be home every bedtime? Some will, some won't. So I think 
there's a balance there's no right or wrong and there's definitely a balance I would probably try to do two or three nights in a row where you can with Mark and then you do bedtime for three nights and then Mark so alternate what I try to avoid like again it sounds really sound doesn't it to do a whole like 10 to 14 days of settling to sleep with dad um with Mark in this case but then what what could happen it's some likes but it's a possibility that she then finds it hard to settle to sleep with you Rona okay yeah oh the parent becomes the parent preference (laughs) (laughs) um I suppose then my other question on that, and it, it is a slightly off topic, but also on topic, <laughs> um, is that if if we do two or three nights with Mark settling into sleep, but then I go back in, do you, would you recommend maybe me trying to not feed her so then at least she's not going to sleep with my boob for any of those nights? I yeah, it makes sense. And I was actually going, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about this actually for other people listening. I think it would be quite uh, I nearly said useless. I'm not hoping it is going to be useful. I told you I'd make a mistake. Um but yeah, ultimately it comes back to I would if you're going to introduce other parents um at bedtime, my suggestion would be unless you wanted to move away from feeding to sleep, you don't have to. And I think it is worth however big that feels to try leaving the house first just to see whether yeah. they can do it because pa- um, parents parents are often adaptable too but smalls are often really adaptable and different parent means different bedtime boundaries and I've worked with hundreds of little ones where they on the nights that their other parent puts them to bed will go to sleep without needing feeding to sleep because that can't happen with partner if you're breastfeeding um or they'll go to sleep with um another way of milk or they'll just won't have that milk that day and that works and that's not necessarily for younger babies but for older ones it probably wouldn't make so much of a difference and then with the um if you did want to move away from feeding to sleep we can absolutely do that but i would that would be my absolute last resort so i think my suggestion would be to to start would be to just get curious that's all my approach is get curious and try partner settling them to sleep without that with you out of the house and then if they are feeding to sleep like breastfeeding to sleep and you wanted to to move away um as i said before some little ones you you can um partner put them to bed the way they put them with their bedtime boundary on the nights that they do and then the nights that um mum is doing it they'll fall asleep on the breast and it's they accept that and you don't need to change however if they find it if they are feeding to sleep at bedtime they are finding it really tricky to fall asleep with partner and it makes total sense and you're happy to the next step would be to move away from feeding to sleep as long i want to get this across that feeding your boobs are never to blame they're not a bad habit you don't need to stop anything that you you don't want to do it might be that you just park it for a while and try again in a bit but sometimes moving away it's not about moving away completely. you don't have to stop feeding completely in the bedtime if you don't want to you can still keep that breastfeeding if you don't want to stop but just bumping up the routine slightly and moving out of the bedroom can help massively for some to get other parents to settle them to sleep and again I don't want to tell this is a guarantee or given because nothing is but again it can definitely make it a little bit easier and if that was the case I would go slowly so I would try um, partner settling to sleep at bedtime for five or six nights five to seven nights before deciding whether to do this if it made sense I would just go really super slowly Um, and the way to do that would be there's a couple of ways you can do that you could either have um, in fact, 
there's two ways you could do this one would be that partner tries to settle so you would feed outside of the bedroom if it, yeah. if it was a partner night if it was a partner settling night you would feed her outside of the bedroom then mark would go into the bedroom cuddle her up on her bed do his amazing thing take that time to go through that process and put her to sleep if it gets to the point where he feels it's unmanageable it's clear that she needs the breast to settle she's getting super upset what you can do is mark to bring her calmly out to you have a bit of a cuddle have a bit of a boob go back into the bed continue to cuddle up to sleep together does that make sense so we're still giving her that that chance and that practice yeah. and patience to fall asleep in the bedroom with mark on the bed but if yeah. it's getting out of hand i love that toddlers yeah. can get out of hand if it's getting out of hand and it's clear that she needs something to calm her down we don't withhold a weight on the breast we just give it to her in a slightly different way so she comes out has a bit of boob gets calm again back into the room yeah okay that makes sense yeah and again i want to caveat that with not a guarantee or given you sick of me saying that it's not um but for some they will accept that they're like okay then well if i need mum or i need a bit of a cuddle i need a bit of breast i can have it i'm okay and then i'll go back in and again i just want to to stress that i don't expect her to just have the breastfeed outside of the bedroom and then for you to go in and cuddle off to sleep she's going to the first couple of yeah. nights you might want to be in and out in and out <laughs> That, I suppose that's what I was just thinking there in my head is that will it just reset her and then you go back right back to the beginning and eat all of the time again but um I don't know it's hard to imagine <laughs> yeah and it can do sometimes it can it doesn't work it ravages them up even more and again that's where a time limit comes in I think yeah. time limits can be so useful not useless so useful <laughs> because you could say well we'll try this approach for 30 40 minutes and again, if it's not, if it's just not working, you just go in and feed all the way to sleep. Try again another day. Yeah. And then if that really doesn't work, I think the third option would be as long as it makes sense to you or for anybody listening and you wanted to, it would be to, to move away from feeding to sleep with you first and then try with partner afterwards. The theory behind this is that um, at the moment she's used to feeding all the way to sleep. That's what she needs to get to sleep. For Lily, again, it comes back to that was really super positive that he did manage to get her to fall asleep. So you might not need to get to this point. Yeah. I think I mean, for us, I am ready to stop anyway. Um, we're really going to do it gradually. Um, but I am, I think, ready to yeah finish feeding her uh, and especially to Nightwing. Yeah. And, yeah. So... A lot of changes coming up for you. That's a positive thing. Yeah, that's it. There are a lot. So it's about working out in what order to do it that's best for Lily, best for us all. Um, I don't know. Yeah, to kind of to put a, put a plan in place of what to do first and how to fit it all in around each other. If that makes yeah, sense. there's and on my approach, everything has a priority. I yeah. think if you are thinking about moving away from feeding to sleep, and for anybody listening, I think it would be good to go through it. I'm going to give you the first step. And the first step would be, well, the theory behind moving away from feeding to sleep, as I was just about to say, is that um, at the moment, that's what she needs to get to sleep. That's what she's expecting. So if she does need that, and that's what she's expecting, and that dad or other partner can't do that, it can make them harder makes it harder for them to fall asleep so the theory is that if we support them to fall asleep with you first Rona yeah. that they're going to find it easier with other parents it still be a change it's not a guarantee yeah. it's certainly not a given but sometimes that can make it 
um, a little bit easier because they're not expecting or needing the fee to actually get to sleep, which can be a game changer for some. And the way I would probably start that process off is you could either do the same as um, the um, steps that I just went through with Mark, where you would feed it outside of the room, go uh-huh. into the room, get into bed, cuddle her off to sleep, give the practicing patients to fall asleep on the bed without the breast. If she gets upset, cries, emotionally uneasy, we don't wait or withhold the breast. We simply calmly come out of the room, give her a little bit of boob, get her calm again, get you calm again, get everybody calm, um, but not back to sleep, back into the room, continue to cuddle off to sleep. And then just repeat that. It's going to, again, just accept that it's going to take time much longer than you think it's going to take. She won't, um, I mean, she might do, but it's unlikely. It does happen, but it's unlikely this happens first time where you feed them outside of the room and then you go into the bed and just cuddle off together. Chances are they're just going to want to come out of the room all the time. And I would hold that space and stick to those steps and if she does respond it's likely you'll get to the point where the breastfeed is outside of the bedroom she's cuddling to sleep on the bed with you um and then you can try and introduce mark again and it would be the same thing you could do that in a cot whether you were rocking to sleep if you're rocking to sleep it would be the same thing but instead of cuddling on the bed you just go back into the room and rock to sleep if they do fall asleep um in the bed what you could or the cot you could try setting them in the cart, but again, it's not about going from feeding all the way to sleep on you or in the bed to them going in their cot or their bed wide awake. It was just, I think it would be easier for Lily because she's in the floor bed and you can cuddle up close. Yeah. But that's how I would suggest doing that. And if that feels like too much of a bigger step or she doesn't respond to that, you could, the first step would be to keep the bed a boob free zone. So it's exactly the same step that you would do it inside the room. So. Okay normal bedtime routine some families put like a little cushion on the floor or a little booby bean bag on the floor or a bottle bean bag feed them on the on outside of the bed so normal bedtime routine into the bedroom feed just before they get into bed once yeah. they've fed into bed cuddle off close together give them the practice and patience to fall asleep if they get upset cry emotion easy straight back out bit of boob until calm once they're calm back in the bed cuddle off to sleep again So what we're doing is just very slowly moving away from feeding all the way to sleep to um, break that down. Yeah, break it down and cuddling to sleep in the bed. And then once she can fall asleep consistently and comfortably with you cuddling in the bed, then you can introduce Mark. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's good. Thank you. Um, I was going to say something then for people listening. Oh, yeah, if you that's just a great starting place and that will work quite well if you are bed sharing. Um, it can be a little bit trickier in the cot, but again, it would be the same theory giving them the practice and patience to do what we would like them to do, not letting it get out of hand, giving them what they need to calm down, trying again, repeat, repeat, repeat. But if you do feel that you need more support with changing how they go to sleep, my bedtime boundary e-course can help with that. That really talks you through how to move away from feeding, rocking, bouncing, um, staying in the room to sleep to them falling asleep solo in their, in their cot or their bed. It, it goes through every single step that you would need for that. Um, and I'll pop that in the show notes um, for anybody that needs that. But does that make sense of bedtime, how to get Mark a little bit more involved in bedtime? Yeah, definitely. No, that's some, some really, really good tips. Cool. So, so really- to summarise, a bit of a recap then. First of all, if um, I would try with um, you going out of the house at bedtime first, yeah. because that can be a game changer. Um, after that, it would be um, 
coming try if that doesn't work thinking about moving away from feeding to sleep putting time limits on you've got all the tips for, for doing that and then if that doesn't work like I'm all for making changes and tiny tweaks but I think if you've got to the point where they're just super upset every night it's been going on for longer than two weeks um two weeks is a long time um you know that it's not working it's always okay to park it only you know like that I believe that parents are the experts of their family. So you, Rona, you gonna you only you are going to know whether that trade-off of taking that time and going through those tears and upset, working through that together is worth it. But if it is going to work, it's it's likely to work quite quickly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um the sorry, I don't know if you're coming to this or um not, but just um at what point would you recommend them? I mean if if Mark is doing bedtime, would you recommend him waiting before he tries with the wake ups as well during the night? Because Lily does still wake up two or three, sometimes four times in the night. Um, or would you recommend cracking bedtime first, getting that solid, and and then trying wake ups as well for him? Yeah, there's no right or wrong, and it really for me it will always depend. I've got no aims and agenda here. For me, it's all about where you want to get to with yeah. Lily's sleep, where parents want to get to sleep, what the parents' aims are. Um, generally speaking, if you're happy to go slow and steady, my suggestion would be to introduce partner at bedtime first and yeah. get them doing that really comfortably and consistently before we do that. And then before we work on the nights, and then once you've done that, then you can work on the nights first. And I'm going to go through some strategies for the nights in a second. Okay. But however, if you are you know parents some parent system might be in a sleep crisis they just need to just more rest at night time they want to get partner in, um, introduced at night time right away again absolutely you can try it from the get-go and if it doesn't work you can always park it I think that's the biggest thing so if you make a change you can always park it and with the wake-ups at night time again there really isn't that much to it 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 it, it kind of follows on a similar pattern from bedtime in that in order to um, make a change at night time it is going to take time and practice much longer than you think it's likely there's going to be a little bit of upset but my suggestion would be to put a time limit on it so whenever you're ready to introduce um, other parent at the wake-ups my suggestion would be to do I call it a parent buffer and would be to pick a time that you feel comfortable with I'd probably go 10-15 minutes minimum because um, yes, it will seem that 10, 15 minutes will seem a long time, especially at night time. I've got the theory, a theory at night time that time slows down. Like yeah. it feels like forever, like 10 minutes feels like 10 hours, but you're, it's going to take a little bit longer for them to accept a change. Anything less than that, I'm not sure it would actually work, yeah. but 30 to 40 minutes maximum. And when they wake up, my suggestion would be for Mark or other parents to go in make eye contact be available do all of those things like expect that there's going to be upset because we're doing we're making a big change we're changing boundaries on her something that doesn't usually happen is is now happening and change strange even with a loving parent and the key is to for um, other parents to stay calm and in control uh, be empathetic so make eye contact say a little sleepy sentence you okay lily daddy's here mummy's here you're safe at sleepy time try and resettle her and then for the amount of t- for whatever time you've chosen to resettle her for mark tries to settle for that amount of time and if then if she's not settled after that then i would go in right 
yeah does that make sense and what it's doing it's giving um that chance for lily to settle with mark or for anybody listening to settle with the other parent but we're putting a time limit you'll see that time limit comes up time limits come up a lot on my approach we're not letting it get out of control and sometimes just taking that short amount of time that feels like a long time at night time it can nudge your nights on and if it doesn't then we might need to think about a is it the time to making these changes is it too much of a change do we need to have partner doing more of bedtime and bedtime routine um if they are if um your small is used to feeding at night time and it's because they need to feed um it might be and you haven't moved away from feeding at bedtime it might be time to think about that but that's to start with that's how i would start starting getting other parents involved at wake up it's simply giving them it sounds so simple when i say it isn't it it's just giving them giving yourself all three of you the set that that time and that chance to be resettled back to sleep with a time limit and what i like about it is again so many approaches that go hard and go home and if you want other parents set them at night time that you've got to do it for um for every single wake up for however long it takes to get back to sleep and again that's so I try and avoid making any changes at night time and I know that sounds bonkers because so many families I work in practice we do improve the night but doing something at night time is always my um, last resort and I'd only ask you to do something if I felt that it was going to make a difference because it is so difficult to make changes at night time a we just feel more vulnerable at night time we feel really alone everything's dark and it's just it's horrid at night time it can feel really overwhelming but also parents pressure to get back to sleep um is usually quite high and it's just it's again our brain is always looking out for the path of least resistance is there a shortcut to make this easier and again if you want to put that boundary in it's there's no rocket science to it it's just taking the time to put that boundary in but um it bear in mind that it is your brain is going to say well i'll just get into bed with her i'll just get other parent and that's normal and it's so hard (laughs) yeah it's so hard and it's not giving in it's not undoing any of that okay that's good and again if if it doesn't work with having parents um having him settle her at wake-ups i'd park it for a bit come back to it at a later date i think the thing to remember is we can't we can make i'm here for the changes for caring ways and always up for a tweak a change changing a boundary putting in a hairy scary goal but ultimately we are not in control of it they are and we can't force them or push them to do something if they're not ready to do it I think that's really important it's worth giving it a go but also knowing when to step back and stop I think that's just as important Lovely. No, that's really good. Thank you. Cool. Did you have any questions on anything we've gone through for bedtime and wake up? Um, I don't think so. I suppose um, the only thing is having a date in mind. Is it unrealistic? Um, It's like six weeks away. It doesn't feel like a long time. Um, I think six weeks, like I'm always honest that changes take time on my approach because the trade-off of taking more time is there's often less tears. And let's be honest, that is what appeals to most parents about the carry out approach and why they would choose me as their sleep supporter. But I'm also honest that it doesn't, my approach doesn't take weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months because making changes, even if they're small and caring for that amount of time, it's 
it's often not manageable if we repeat anything over a period of time it soon becomes unsustainable and unmanageable so I think six weeks is plenty of time I love it I do love it I love a plan so I think having um a deadline date for making changes it can keep you motivated I think I'd have the day in my mind what I would say about dates is definitely pick one if you find having a deadline date useful um, but again, try easier said than done, not to put too much pressure on yourself if it doesn't happen by then. But right, I think six weeks is is a is pretty good um, a, amount of time to make these changes. Okay, brilliant. Slow and steady. And then the grandparents settling to sleep or other people settling to sleep. It's pretty much the same. My summary for this really is it is pretty much the same as everything. We could apply everything we've gone through today in this session to grandparents settling to sleep. Again, it is normal to assume that what they need for parents at home, that that's what they're going to need for someone else. So that's grandparents, nursery, childcare, nanny. Um, But they're like completely different people with other people. Sometimes they'll, and vice versa, sometimes they'll do things with grandparents that they would never dream of doing at home and vice versa. Um, and chances are, again, I know I sound a bit bonkers saying this, but chances are they will find a way of getting her to sleep. So like yeah. the thing to remember, if we, if they are um, with their grandparents or childcare, they're still with an attached caregiver. Um, it might not look, it might take more time. It may, um, there might be some upset. Everybody might get less sleep <laughs> for those nights that they're yeah. away. Um, they might not sleep in the same place they might get to sleep in a different way this is okay it's, it's very unlikely to break the bed bank and no amount of prepping like I hear so many parents say I want to prep them for nursery or prep them for going to the grandparents but even if you got them to the point like the dream like the gold standard of them falling asleep independently and sleeping through the night there is no guarantee that they're going to be able to do that with grandparents yeah true <laughs> yeah and sometimes they do sleep better like some will go to their grandparents or um, somewhere else and sleep away from home and they actually sleep better at home and they're like what are the grandparents doing they've got the magic touch yeah that's it isn't it I remember being, I was so shocked when nursery told me um that she just falls asleep just being rocked in a pram yeah like, and I was like what yeah <laughs> wow but yeah um, yeah, like you say, it makes a lot of sense. So everyone has a different way. Yeah. And just yeah. take off that pressure, like give the pet the grandparents or whoever's going to be looking after a loose plan of this is what I do. I find this helpful. This is how we get her to sleep. You might want to start there, but ultimately they will find their own way with her. Yeah, true. And it will look and, different. And do you think, I mean, again, this is a very general question, um, but if, you know, once, once Max... Uh, doing bedtime with Lily and she's used to being put to bed by me or Mark and the night sort of change and it might be me one night it might be Mark for a week blah 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 once she's a bit more adaptable do you think then she's she's more likely to be adaptable with um, a grandparent more so than if we sort of jumped in now again there's no guarantee and babies are often children smalls are often surprisingly adaptable at times so there is no guarantee or given but yeah chances are um, she will be at like it is going to be easier once you've introduced a, a caregiver at home like Mark yeah. in this case um, but yeah there's no guarantee to that and some I've I've worked with plenty of parents where um they've um that the grandparents are putting them to sleep in in their own house or somewhere else and you know it's it's gone like a dream right 
yeah but that's not the case when parents do it so I think it will always depend on like most things on my approach lots of different things baby child grandparents where they're sleeping the mood they're in that day what's going on for them in that moment so many things to look at there but ultimately chances are they will be okay yeah like even if they don't sleep for two nights <laughs> like they're just, which is unlikely at some point it's likely she'll fall asleep but even like for example if you're babysitting and grandparents are babysitting or somebody's babysitting them and you go out and they don't fall asleep all that will happen is that they make a little i've done it plenty of times as a nanny make a little nest on the sofa cuddle up stick a stick a movie on read lots of books yeah. and they just stay up until parents come home yeah i mean that's um that's a point that we've been at before is, you know, I'm struggling to go anywhere <laughs> um, post 7pm or when I have, then I've had a text, she's awake. And so I rush home Yeah, um, and it's just not feeling sustainable anymore. But um, that's something that I had in mind, you know, with, with my deadline, it's, um, it's potentially to have a night away in another city for a gig that was pro- postponed from pregnancy. <laughs> um, yeah. Something with friends that's, you know, it's felt like a long time coming, but I'm umming and ahhing about whether that's just like if we're in a position where I don't know where we are on top of bedtime, but I'm still going in for night wake ups. Do I just let I have one night of unsettled sleep and be somewhere where I can't come home, or is that just absolutely out of the question? And shall I just stay at home and like that mental dilemma? Of- yeah. And it's a dilemma, unfortunately, I cannot answer for you no. <laughs> because I don't know what you feel comfortable with and what you would do. It's so tricky. If yeah. you do decide, there's, again, I think the thing to remember when make a decision is there's no right or wrong. If you decide not to go, that, yes, it's a shame, but that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do decide, if you have to remember, it's just one night. Yeah. Um, and if she, the chances are, I've never actually looked after a child that's never gone to sleep. We would find a way, like they would yeah. eventually go to sleep. Um, but only you know whether that is something you want to do. I could yeah. never even no, second guess no. how to answer Just that. Just thinking out loud, really. <laughs> really difficult. Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, no, I don't expect you to tell me. <laughs> it's just, that's, yeah. What I do know from the flip side, I used to work as a like a flexible um, night nanny and um, like babysit in the evenings where quite often I would have to go into, I know this sounds crazy, but strangers' houses and have never met the children before, like as emergency childcare and get them to bed. Some would go down absolutely fine and some would be set up with me. But you know what? We always found a way. Yeah. We were not up all night tearing the hair out no that is any reassurance yeah and I think actually obviously I know Lily as well as anybody could possibly know her and I just know that uh, the worst case scenario would be that she was awake quite a lot and she would read books or they'd watch films or you know I'm I'm not worried that she'd be screaming all night because she she wouldn't until Yeah. yeah unless she's I don't know like yeah I know that she could be distracted and happy if that makes sense, rather than just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's irrelevant to everyone Something else. So I'll stop <laughs> going on. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted you to get 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 out of it. And yeah, I really hope you found the podcast useful. Do you feel like you've got a plan of yeah, where definitely. to go next? I really, really do. And I'm excited to talk to Mark about it. And thank you so much.
you are very welcome i think that is it when you're making big changes the first bit is to try and find what a lot of parents struggle with or actually when you're making any changes in life is the where to start that's the hardest bit is to find a starting point and i really hope that from the session today you can go back and listen to it. it'll be out in a couple of weeks you can go back and have a listen to it and see how you get on yeah definitely thank you you are very welcome well thank you so much for coming on and sharing what is going on for you and lily i really hope that there's something here it sounds like you've got a plan which is great a starting point most important yeah. bit see how you get on and hopefully you'll come back on the show and let us know how it's gone yeah i would love to thank you Amazing. very much thank you very much rona bye bye